Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, Nderf.org. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. If you are new to the podcast, you can see both past shows, which we go back over 200 uh, shows of the past, um, on Near-Death Experience Podcast. Dot org, and there you will also get the show notes for this show. Today we're going to share three short near-death experiences, following which we will read a couple of really good uh, listener comments. And so um, let's start with this first one. I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I'm going to guess maybe Bulio. I don't know if it's French or what, but uh, it's spelled B-O-U-I-L-L-O-T. So if Bouillot is not the correct way of spelling it or of pronouncing it, I'm sorry. But uh, Bouillot says, I fell into the river at the foot of a bridge. It was in summer and I had boots on. I couldn't swim. After a short panic underwater, I no longer felt my body and started to experience a feeling of happiness. In a moment that seemed very short to me, I reviewed the happy events of the life I had led. Then I was floating in a white light. Next, I had the feeling that I was asked very gently to make a choice between living or not living. I experienced that state of weightlessness as very pleasant. Then I regained consciousness because someone had dived into the water and gotten me out. On the bank of the river, I felt very cold. That's the end of Bullio's experience. Marie shares this one. I was bathing in the ocean whilst I, when suddenly I got trapped in a roller. The year before, I had almost drowned because I panicked. So this time I said to myself, not today. So I will just wait and above all, not panic. I didn't have to wait very long before I found myself in another universe. First, I was in a place where there is nothing but blackness. Then I felt and saw my life passing by. I think so. It was so fast, I cannot be certain, but I had this feeling that it was my life. Past or future, I cannot tell. Next, this feeling of happiness, where I was no longer uh, nothing inside of everything, but an everything inside nothing as there was no more time, so there was no more space. I did not longer undergo feelings, but I was feeling itself. I was engulfed in the most perfect happiness until I regained consciousness on the sand. I looked around myself and had the feeling that I had come back from another world. My outlook on life had thus completely changed. I went back to where my parents were as if nothing had happened. For five years, I didn't talk about this to anyone, but every day I did recall this feeling that each time made me cry with happiness, and I thank heaven for this experience. My goal since that day was to regain this feeling in order to share it with others. That is the end of Marie's experience. Now we've got, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Fastan. Um, it's a female name, Fastan, or uh, Fastan. I'm not sure I'm going to go with Fastan for now. I remember the intense feeling I got when I lose consciousness, 
pressure in the chest and head. Then it was black. After that, I saw myself being lost in a kind of dark brown cave. I was dressed in a white long-sleeved dress, very old-fashioned. There were about five doors to, or exits in this cave, three ahead of me and two behind me. A male voice was telling me to choose either one or, of, or choose either, either one of the three doors in front of me, and that I should definitely not take one of the doors, one of the two other doors. After following this advice, I started gaining consciousness. I also started to hear my mother talking to the paramedics. The feeling I had afterwards were astonishment and confusion. I didn't know whether I was alive or dead. Okay, let's go back and talk about the uh, Bolio's experience a little bit. This is a very typical uh, drowning near-death experience. She's floating in white light um, after a moment of, you know, drowning, I guess. And uh, she says, Next, I had the feeling that I was asked very gently to make a choice between living or not living. And the experience of weightlessness was very pleasant. It's interesting to me that she doesn't say what she chose. And whether she knows she made a choice or not is unclear. But it appears that sometimes we are given a choice. Sometimes we're told, you must go back. And, you know, whether it's given as a choice or not, we got to go back, you know. And But this sounds like there was a choice involved, and I would assume that he chose to come back because that's what the result was. Who knows? Um... And it is possible that, you know, the choice is given as a way of giving you the chance to own up or own the choice that you're making. Whether or not your choice is going to be honored, it's, you know, who knows if, if, it, if the uh, concept is you got to go back. But we'd like to give you the choice to go back so that when you make it, you will feel ownership of that choice, you know, and not feel like a victim. But if you choose not to go back, well, sorry, you got to go back anyway. <laughs> I don't know, just a thought. Um, so another drowning experience, and and Marie finds herself in this roller tide um, in the ocean, and she says she's almost drowned before, and it had caused her to panic. And so she says to herself, I'm not going to panic this time. It, you know, panicking's not a uh, very pleasant experience. If you've ever panicked before, it's not a pleasant experience. And she's feeling that sense of panic coming on. She says, nope, not going to panic. And so she doesn't. And she didn't have to wait very long and finds herself in another universe. Such an interesting way of wording it. Um, she's in blackness. This sounds like the void. And then she sees her life passing by. And yet it happens so fast that she can't be sure. And it's interesting that she says, past or future, I cannot tell. So obviously she doesn't remember great detail about um, what she saw in this life review. Uh, and she doesn't even remember if it was past or future. But, uh, but it happens so quickly. And then Marie has this experience of sensing... You know, it's, it's as if she's always felt that she was a nothing inside of everything. So picture being this tiny speck in the universe like we are, and, you know, a, a, a nothing inside of everything. But she says that switched. And she says, in this moment of happiness that 
that uh, came over her, she feels like she is everything inside of nothing. I would assume that's that oneness with all of the universe, being the universe, if you will, with every bit of it being that. Uh, that seems to be a common experience that people have. And what an interesting way of putting it. Instead of being nothing inside of everything, she's a everything inside of nothing. And there's no more time. There's no more space. And no longer did she have feelings, but she was feeling itself. That makes me think that maybe she's feeling everything at the same time, every possible emotion. And the aggregate in the grand, grand eternal scheme of things is very, very good. And I love that. And then she goes on and, uh, and talks about how she thanks every heaven every day for her experience. Fastan, or Fastan, uh, says that uh, she finds herself, this is an interesting one because it's not all ethereal and otherworldly, but rather she finds herself in a dark brown cave. And she's, you know, a cave is one of the explanations, also one of the descriptions of the tunnel. For some people, it's this light, you know, and this orbing light, you know, uh, pulsating patterns and so forth. In others, it's completely dark, but they sense that they're in a cave. Others, it's light, but a cave, and or but a tunnel. This person says it was a dark brown cave. I mean, it, and it sounds like there's these three openings in front of her, two behind her. It, you know, I'm picturing in a spelunking kind of a thing, and, and each of these doors, there's some kind of, or each of these passageways, there's some kind of door or entryway, and... She is there, dressed in a long-sleeve dress, very old-fashioned, she says. And then she says that um, a male voice was telling me to choose either one of the three doors in front of me. She says, choose one of these doors to go through, but definitely do not take one of the doors behind you. And she says, after following his advice, I started gaining consciousness. I assume by that she starts toward one of the doors. I don't know which one. She doesn't say anything more about it. She doesn't seem... Maybe she doesn't know about beyond that. But she starts moving forward toward the three doors. Whether she picks one or not, unclear. But next thing, she's hearing her mother's... Her mother talking to the paramedics. And she's... You know, the feelings that she has afterward, which is interesting, afterward were astonishment and confusion. In the experience, it seems to have been a very pleasant experience, but coming back was astonishing and confusing. Interesting, because she says she doesn't know whether she was dead or alive after coming back. Very interesting. Okay, Lonnie, uh, faithful listen listener, as she says in the, uh, in the subject line, Lonnie says, "Hello, Chaz. I've been listening. I've been a listener from the beginning and love your podcast. I actually go to sleep with them every night, and if I doze off, I finish them the following night. So you don't don't take this the wrong way. I'll explain. I have always been what some now refer to as a sensitive, a gift from God that while I don't pretend to understand, I'm grateful for whatever direction He leads me." However, I had a life-altering and life-saving premonition when I was around 13. I'll share that with you 
at another date if you're interested, as it's not a near-death experience here in Mainstay. And I'm going to pause for a second and say, I would love to hear that experience, Lonnie. I would love to hear it. Okay, continuing on. Since that experience, I've lived with insomnia. Just last year, at the age of 58, I figured out if I listen to a soft podcast that I'm very interested in, it quiets my mind and lets me drift off. I'm certainly interested in yours. It's on my top three list that I never miss and love all equally. I'll pause again and say I'd love to hear what her other two are because I'm a a podcast junkie too. I, I love podcasts. Anyway continuing on. One commentator critiqued your narrative during your podcast. I respectfully could not disagree more. I'm intrigued by your take and value your opinion on the experience. I think you have the perfect setup, as you mentioned yourself, of saving them until the end as a recap. That approach, as mentioned, allows listener to, or the ability to stop listening at the end of the near-death experience reading if they choose. I appreciate and respect your dedication to your faith while still not pushing anyone to it. I'm a very spiritual person, but separate from mainstream religions at 18. Another story for another day, if you are interested. And again, I'll pause and say I would love to hear that experience um, or that, uh, that story. Anyway, she continues, But I absolutely respect all religion and sincere, sincerely dedicated practitioners so long as they aren't violent or condescending of other others' faiths. Thank you for what you do. It makes a difference, Lonnie. Thank you, Lonnie. What a great comment. And and I'm glad that you get that um, out of the, uh, you know, my, my intent being, I, I want to be open about what my religion is and what I believe about it because I, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, this perfectly unbiased, you know, um, person that's coming from this place of absolute, um, you know, third party, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a very religious person who, who is also a very spiritual person who doesn't have a lot of answers. Uh, I'm glad to share what answers I have and, and I have religious answers, I have spiritual answers and I there's just so much more that I don't know than what I do know that I feel like, who am I to say, you know, well, you're wrong about this and I'm right about that. I, I just can't do that. I, I just don't know what all the answers are and I'll share what answers I have. Anyway, um, I, I love that you say too, that you listen to it as you're going to sleep. That's, I, it's interesting to me how many people do that. How many listeners I'd be interested in hearing from other listeners, um, how many people do that? And I find that interesting as somebody who I probably, if I, if I wasn't married, you know, and had another person in the bed with me, I'd probably do that too. Um, as it is, she's always reading as, as we're going to sleep and I fall asleep within 45 seconds of laying down. It seems like most of the time. Um, but for sure within 10 minutes. And so I wouldn't likely get through a podcast, but if I did have insomnia, you can bet I would be podcast listening, whether through earphones or honestly, I don't think my wife would mind if I listen to stuff. It's just that most of the time I just fall asleep so fast that, uh, that I don't, uh, have that opportunity. If I ever get insomnia, you can bet I'll be taking that same approach. So thank you, Lonnie, for that message to the rest of you. If you would like to have your own questions or comments, um, you can 
email neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com and I would be happy to address your questions if I haven't if you haven't heard from me in a while, I probably either forgot or got busy and, and you know, forgot, honestly, is my biggest excuse because I'm just a very forgetful person and I get behind on things. So I apologize if there's any of you that haven't heard from me. Just, you know, give me a give me a nudge. Say, hey, you going to answer my question? Or, <laughs> you know, um, I, I intend to. Probably I just forgot. And, and so, you know, sorry about that. And also, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing my book, Life in the Spirit World, or you can go to patreon.com slash ndecast. There's a link to that on neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. I think it's the menu item that says support the podcast, something like that. But, um, you know, with that, thank you, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening.